This is the Chief Steward Officer Podcast for Kingdom Entrepreneurs. If you want to start, grow, or sustain a business that lines up with Kingdom principles, this podcast is for you. Stewardship is key to aligning your business with the Kingdom of God, and we provide straight talk, practical tips, and advice to help you succeed. And now, your host, the CSO of Flow Business Systems, Mike Spence. Our topic today, Brad, is going to be all about the chief steward officer. Like, what is that? You know, it's just something God gave me. I don't want to say I made it up, but it's something he told me about. And I just believe that that's what it is. It's the CSO, the chief steward officer. And today we're going to talk all about what that is so people can get a better understanding. What do you think? Let me clarify here for a second. Mm-hmm. All right. Is this the show? Are we doing it now? This is the one. <laughs> this we're is doing- the one. Okay. I launched right yeah. into it. And, yeah, because uh, we are such professionals with this. And we just wanted yeah. to clarify. Tell about the background. If we use this video, because it's really, we're doing this for a podcast, but we're going to stick some of this stuff up on uh, uh, YouTube for a video, right? So you know, one day people might look at this and it's like, yeah, this is where it started. So we're going to talk about that, right? As a CSO, you, you're obedient uh, and you go out and you do stuff. This is what it looks like when you just do stuff. No prep. <laughs> you know, we're not. We're not trying to overly produce this thing. We're yeah. just gonna. We're just gonna start. <laughs> That's well, a principle, you know, right? Yes, yeah, so we can. We can overthink some things. We're pretty pretty sure that as we get further down the line, things will probably be a little more smooth and produced than this one. Oh, uh, I'm sure. But it'll be fun to look back. That's what people do, right? After a few years, they or, look back and see no. or maybe this is the best it'll ever get <laughs> high water mark mike <laughs> yeah this, this is, is the we're starting we're starting up high podcast so. excellence but you had mentioned the cso podcast right yep so now when you you first introduced this concept to me mm-hmm. uh i was like what is a cso and how can i get me some cso that's and, what this uh, is about that's yeah. this episode so I, I can always stand to be refreshed on that. What is, okay. what's CSO? So a CSO, is, it's, it's a chief steward officer, right? And, and it's all this for entrepreneurs. And I find that a lot of people who have the heart for wanting to build a business or God's put a idea on them or uh, they feel purposed for business, that they go out and they do all the things that a lot of us do. I mean, they're going to get worldly wisdom. They're going to read a bunch of books, go to training. Maybe they went to college for entrepreneurism. There is such a thing now or get a, their MBA. And once all that's done, they have all their education and go start a business and nothing really wrong with any of that. Uh, but what I found in my whole entrepreneurial journey of making mistakes and God blessing me and showing me favor where I didn't deserve it uh, and, and everywhere in between is that I realized that I had it out of order, meaning I never understood that in business, if I put God in his rightful spot, which is ownership of the business because he owns everything and that I can position myself below him on the org chart, what does that make me? You know, am I still the CEO? Am I the chief executive officer? I mean, all these titles we like to give. And I just thought, no, you're a steward. He owns it, you're a steward, but you are a leader. So you're still the leader of the company. You're still the one that has the vision. Yeah, you, you are the CEO, the COO, the, all of those things. But primarily, I think the mindset and the heart is 
chief steward officer. You have to become a steward of what God's blessed you with. Hmm. Makes sense? It, it does. And it seems like we should probably have some Bible verse on that, but there's probably some scripture that backs that up Goodness. somewhere. I'm not a Bible scholar or learned as you are, but I'm <laughs> whatever. I'm yeah. assuming See, you're that there's that people are going to believe you. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, the Bible front and back, man. That's why you're on here. <laughs> Cause you, you help, you help me quite a bit with uh, uh, just everything, man. The, you know, you've been in business. You've been, I think you should probably uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Like, who are you? What the heck? I, I should probably do the same. It's our first episode. <laughs> Who are these? Who are these knuckleheads? And why do they qualify? Well, I was I was hoping that the uh, the in, fancy intro bumper would have established my bona fides. No, we're gonna do that live. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, for those who, I would say, most of the majority of the world who does not know who I am and is horrified by this face looking at you or this screechy voice coming out of the microphone. Um, uh, my name is is Brad Watson. I have tried and failed in most things in life. I have succeeded in a few others. Uh, first and foremost, I can just give grace to God for saving my soul. And even when I was in the utmost uh, throngs of stupidity, he was always looking out for me. And if I can try to impart some of the mistakes that I've made to say, Hey, look, that was a flashing light that I missed. Uh, and to help you avoid that. Now, some of those red lights are there for us to learn. Some things we each have to go down our own path and they're designed for you. And I wouldn't want to shortcut what God has for you. But if there are some things that we can say, Hey, you know, it didn't work for me. <laughs> uh, good luck with you. But so we've, we've uh, gone, uh, I've been through the whole uh, business aspect, running my own business, did that for a while. Um, did it with my buddy Mike here on the phone. Uh, we worked at a different industry in a, in a different company for a while, decided we wanted to start our own thing, did that for many years. Uh, both of us eventually made exits out of that company. That company is still going on. Um, Mike has parlayed that and he's doing his, uh, his own, uh, uh, continuing his entrepreneurial journey right now. I kind of work as a marketing director for a, a private uh, firm right now and, and doing that, but I still, there's still a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit that lives in each of us. Right. And, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that as we go forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, it sounds kind of, um, uh, high on yourself or cocky when you say God's giving me spiritual gifts. I don't, I don't say things in that capacity. I'm just saying God has given each of us spiritual gifts, Absolutely. right? And yeah. he's given us uh, some natural gifts. Others, he, you know, he, he provides to all in different, different measure. Yeah. One of the things he's given me is this, uh, a desire to kind of do things on my own a lot of times and, and, and to teach and to try to, to help. So I've, like I said, I've learned through my experiences where, where we go. Uh, but what I enjoy most through all of that 
is is attempting to try to teach. So mm-hmm. uh, we do our own uh, Bible studies. We we do these things at church and private devotionals. All these kind. In of, my story is no different than a ton of other people. Uh, but if there's one thing I really love, I love to get together with my buddy Mike here and and talk about the Lord and the way that He's blessed us. And if we can just try to praise God in any particular way. Mm-hmm. If, if nothing else comes out of any of these podcasts is that we want to give praise to the Lord and, and, and try to advance the kingdom. So that's who I am. 100%. Uh, and you're a leader in your church. Yeah. yeah not just uh, the business world, but, uh, you know, you're a worship leader. I mean, you teach Bible study there. You're, you're, you're a leader uh, yeah. uh, in, in your church, right? Yeah. We, uh, yeah. Love, love my church. Love uh, again. At, at some point you just become the person who's standing in that job. You know, and uh, I I like to call it you you mop the floors and lock the doors a lot of times. And it's but it is an honor. And anybody who's ever been a uh, an elder, a deacon or or some kind of servant in the church, it is an honor that people have entrusted you to be able to work not only for the church, but for an extension of the Lord. So even in the minor things, you try to approach it with some degree of humility and pride. You know, it's like. I'm doing this for the Lord. So the Lord's blessed us to do these things. Uh, we, we, uh, and, and here's what we try to do. And, and hopefully some of that will come out here. We try to take a lot of what we've learned from the business world, from a lot of the practical things and how to communicate with people. And also from a marketing standpoint, how do we get across to people and communicate messages and we, uh, and to be a better witness. And we try to communicate this, in a package that's suitable for a church audience, right? Yeah. Uh, when we walk in the church doors, it doesn't mean that people outside the church doors communicate any differently, you know, right. uh, yeah, with right. how they, the messages they respond to. But yet, we, yet when we get into church, we're like, oh, the Holy Spirit leads all of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's true, but there are some natural things that the business world will teach us yep. uh, to try to apply to make our witness and our worship and our walk more effective. So that's what I try to bring in from, from our Bible yeah. study and worship. And hey, I go to a smaller church. So worship leaders, man, that's things for fancy modern churches. I'm a song leader. Ah, okay. I, okay. I, I, I open up, you're a song leader. Whatever I open up the hymnals. It. I open up the hymnals. You're and the guy I say, on stage with uh, the mic and the guitar and you're, yeah. So, okay. so yeah, we, I, I appreciate that, man. And you know, that's why I mean, is people gonna be tuning in and we're gonna have to tell our stories and all that stuff is great. And, and that's the bottom line both of us have been, uh, you know, in the business world and still are, uh, we're entrepreneurial. We both love God. Uh, we've had a lot of discussion uh, off of podcast about how great God is. And we're going to pour that stuff in, but you said something there too, that I want to make sure we always talk about is uh, where I think too many times we leave God out of business. And just like maybe we do with school or other parts of our life, you know, God is supposed to be in church and then you don't, you're not supposed to introduce God. It's not appropriate in America, maybe to take him everywhere you go, which is a lie. It's false. You know, God belongs in business, in school, in your home, and, and he's not locked into a, a, a building, you know, so God is everywhere and we need to treat him as such. So we're going to talk more about it. Um, but just, you know, I've Brad hit on a few things. We've ran a business together. We've been entrepreneurial. Uh, we've, we've faced a lot of hard times as just people, but also business leaders, church leaders. Uh, we, we've made mistakes. We've recovered from those mistakes due to God's grace and mercy. Um, 
and that we just want to take everything that we've learned up to this point and be obedient to what God's called us to do, which is teach. We want to teach. And so that's what this is about. Uh, that's just a little bit about us. And, you know, getting back into what this stewardship is and what a chief steward officer, is, I, I think that that's my call. That's what I'm trying to be obedient is that God, uh, I believe, is looking for business leaders who are sold out to him, that they are so desperate to get connected with him on a personal level, that personal relationship, that they can create this alignment with the kingdom because he has all the resources. So the way I see this is if God is the owner of everything and we have our Bibles and we have scriptures, we'll base all of this in scripture. So this isn't just our feelings. This is what we've prayed about and what God's told us to share. And if he owns everything and, and that, that's what the word says, then he owns our business as well. And that when we think of stewardship, if, if people are really familiar with that word or they've never really pursued stewardship, uh, it, it's more than just money. And I know we've selected the scripture, uh, Matthew 25, 14 through 30, uh, which is the parable of the talents. So we're going to unpack that here in a minute. But it's more than just money. We could be a good steward of our relationships, uh, of our uh, homes, uh, our cars, but especially our business. And that's where we want to make sure we're taking care of those things, we're nurturing those things, uh, and that we're continuing to manage those in such a way that would bring the honor and glory to the owner, to God. So I know when we launch a business or get going down that path, there's typically a lot of prayer for those who believe. I mean, they're bathing this thing in prayer a lot of times, like, God, please help me get this started. Please be with me. And then once we get going, we, we tend to stop the frequency of our prayers in that way. And what I share with Brad is that it's like we take God and we include him in our business, but we put him behind glass. And it's when we put break in case of emergency so that if there are any dark times that happen or if we get stressed out or if there's something happening in our business, we're not sure what to do. We'll go break the glass and pull God out for a situation. But as soon as that's better because he's a great God and he takes care of us, we tend to put him back in that box. And a, a chief steward officer would never do that because they know that he's the true source and, and he's the owner. So we really can't make any strategic moves without asking the owner what he would have us do. Right. Yeah. One, 100%. One of the things that I think is, is interesting. Um, and what maybe a lot of people who are listening to this would be in the mode of is that we can get into the day to day business and, a lot of times it becomes a job, right? It, it, you have bought yourself a job and, you know, uh, who is a Dave Ramsey. said that's the stupidest thing you can do. You get a job for free all day long, but you just bought <laughs> right. one. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but so here, so here we are. And so we go through the day to day, we go through the actions and we make the donuts and we, and we do whatever we want. And we say, boy, if I, if I could just get back to church on Wednesday night and get recharged. If I could, uh, Sunday morning, that's when I get to do my church thing or my small group. That's really what I love to do. And I love to go out to the shelters. And boy, if I could just spend all my time doing that, boy, that's what God wants me to do. That's what God, God has called me to do, to do that, that stuff. And 
and I think the different mindset is, is like, you can do all that now. You don't have to separate yourself from the business to do all that now. So wouldn't you rather enjoy that ministerial feeling that you're helping people eight hours a day, 10 hours, 12, 12 hours, whatever it is, that that is your worship. That is your ministry. That is your praise doing that every day. When you get up and go to work to do that, Mm -hmm. Uh, we can do that. And as an entrepreneur and more specifically as a steward, you have the capacity to do that. You don't have to wait for the set times when your church doors open to do these things. You're not dependent on anybody else to be a steward to God. So you can do this right now. So if we can get our mindset, what could you do if you, if you turned everything over and you repositioned your mind to think, Mm -hmm. no, this is my ministry. And from here on out, I'm going to praise the Lord in everything that I do. Yeah. What effect could you have to oh the gosh. kingdom of God and the advancement of his kingdom. It's, it's phenomenal yeah. to think. It, it, it is, you know, because uh, I, I think I want to make sure, make sure that people that listen to this understand that there's really a difference when we explain this f- between a Christian who owns a business mm-hmm. and a chief steward officer. Yeah. That's a kingdom entrepreneur. It, there, there's a big difference. And I believe the big difference is the, what you just explained, which is the, it's the actions, it's the activity. A chief steward officer is truly exchanging all of their wants, needs, desires for this business and what it can be for what God wants out of this business. It's a, it's a swap and it's a hard thing to do. It's an easy thing to say, but what I mean by that is like, if you set a goal to make $200,000 in revenue in your business this year, and you laid out your products and your services or whatever it is, you've done your business planning the way that you think it should be done or the way you've been trained up to do. And you put all that in a plan and you roll with it. I'm not saying you will be successful. What I'm saying is the first step in that should have been, if you didn't do it, Hey God, are these the products and services you would have me sell? Are this, is this the services that I should be performing? Uh, is this the pricing? Is is the goal that I set, you know, within what you're expecting me to do? Because God will shift you if you if you mm-hmm. ask and if you listen and if you are obedient, He will take you in a path typically that you you may not be comfortable with, because He's not interested in your comfort; He's interested in His glory. So if he's got a chief steward officer that's willing to hold the business wide open to him and say, God, this is yours. It's not mine. I'll do whatever you would have me do. And I just gonna, I'm going to trust that you have my best interest at heart because your word says that I'm going to trust that I'll be blessed through this because we've all heard we've we're blessed to be a blessing. So we're really exchanging all of that to say, God, bless me so that I can bless others. And the focus is not on us. The focus is always on him. And the more that he can trust us to be a conduit that I can pour through you to make an impact for me, the more I'll give you. And that's that whole parable that we're talking mm-hmm. about is that, and it, it will just summarize it real quick, but I encourage everyone to look it up, Matthew 25, 14 through 30, and help me with this summary, uh, Brad, I'll put you on the spot, um, of, of basically what's the story, what's he, what's he talking about here? Oh, well, I think you had a, uh, 
you had a, 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 a boss, let's just say, yeah, yeah. and he's going on a journey and he gives three of his servants uh, monies to do, you know, mm-hmm. invest these things. And the Bible you, calls it talents, which I yeah. love that they call it talents because we'll yeah. talk about that. So, and was a talent a, a measure of weight? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we'll, we'll break the whole thing down yeah, so, for sure. But, but it's just interesting. But he, so he gives it to three people, right? And then one person, the first person comes back and says, Hey, I got a lot of, lot of return for your investment. And then the second person said, Yeah, a little less return. And the third person said, Hey, you are a hard man. And I knew that. And I knew you reap where you don't sow. And basically, I was scared to basically lose it or lazy, whatever you want to, didn't do anything with it. So I buried it in the ground. Yeah. And uh, so what was the word? You, they're just slothful or so? Oh, sorry. Yo, you, you evil, wicked. <laughs> evil, <laughs> uh, yeah. the, the, the good master did not have kind words for that. I, I could have at least mm-hmm. put it in the bank and got interest on it if that's what all you were going to do with it. Yep. Um, and so as we, as we look and we try to unpack, course, there's so much in there, you know, and uh, we've all heard, we've all heard that. Right. And, but when you look at it, if, if the Lord has given you a talent, let's just say a talent, natural speaking, a talent to do something or a gift. Yeah. Cause all these were gifts. He expects a return on that investment. He didn't give it to you to do nothing with, right. Yeah. He expects yeah. you to use it and we ought not bury it in the ground. So if we look at these things and you believe that when the Lord has blessed me with this business and we'll probably, talk about that a little bit too if the lord has blessed me with this business he expects something in return from it oh yeah and is it just so that you could sell more widgets that is that what we're doing god wants to advance his kingdom by you selling more nuts and bolts um what does that do so we really need to think about that Uh, what does god want in return for his investment always Yes, always, always. And yeah, and that, and what I love about that too is that, that if you look at that parable, the owner gave, he, he chose three and he gave one a little bit more. He gave the middle one a little bit less than that. And he gave the last one, you know, just, a, and, and, and I'm going to go away for a while. And, and that's God. He, he's pouring out talents at different kinds uh, and, and different measures to everyone. Everyone ha- everyone who, uh, is is saved. They have the Holy Spirit. They have gifts. They have talents. God has just poured into them. And I believe too that people have a calling, that they have something unique inside them that God has asked them to go do. So your calling is a little bit, bit different than mine. And you know, everyone has their own thing that God's really kind of put on their heart to do. It may not be a business, but if it is, uh, there's just a lot that God has entrusted with and. and they need to do something with it. So in that story, you don't want to be the one that said, God, thank you for the, for saving me. Thank you for being my savior. Thank you for pouring that business idea into me. I buried it because I was afraid. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had what we talk about, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Those are the three big weapons I think the enemy uses to get us to not move forward on our purpose. So, you know, you're getting this poured into, you're given talent from the Lord and you've taken it, buried it because you were terrified of any number of things. It won't be successful. I'm not smart enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not pretty enough. Whatever it is, you've convinced yourself that you can't do it. And that's not what 
we want for anyone. So this whole podcast, okay, well, how do I do it? We want you to be one of the other two servants that he trusted with talents that we want to give you practical step-by-step advice, you know, how to make sure you overcome fear, uncertainty and doubt and get some confidence and some clarity uh, that you can use to launch something and sustain it with God's help. And I will tell you, and Brad knows too, uh, we both experienced the FUD uh, at many levels more than once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that we want to make sure that people understand that it's real and it's going to happen to them. And we want to give you steps on how to stare that in the face and overcome it. And you know what? It's always making sure you have that relationship with God. The moment we start wrestling back control of our business and wanting to take it our way because we saw some shiny object or a great opportunity, if that was not what he would have for this business and he doesn't bless that and it crashes and burns, that's where we make mistakes. And, you know, how do we avoid that stuff? Staying in a right right relationship with the owner is is the key. And and I don't want to downplay the fact, too, that in this – in this scripture, he's they're talking about money. It, it just so happens sure. to a coincidence or whatever they, the word is talent. Yeah. So yeah. our minds want to we can make a lot of different connections there, but you know a lot of times when people start a, a business, uh, there are different books that call it an entrepreneurial shiver. I can do this better than the person I was working for or whatever. Yeah. Or I need to make more money X Y Z or whatever. And a lot of times we get into it, it's like, well, if I just had enough money to pay my bills. You know, if I can just make sure. enough money to pay my bills. And so is that what God wants just to make enough money to pay your bills? So when you make millions of dollars, will you have millions of dollars worth of bills? Is that all you ever want to do is pay your bills? So what is the, God expects a return. So let's not take money completely out of the equation. If you are blessed to be successful, what are you going to do with it? Just pay more yeah. bills? Yeah. You know, so the part of that comes of being a steward too, is, is setting your mind right. It's, it, is when we do hit a level of success and success is different for different people, right? You know, you got to set up what you, what your logical expectation is. But when you do hit that, then what, you know, the Lord said that he would, if, if you ask it in his name and if it's for his purpose, if he's going to get the glory out of it, why wouldn't he answer it? Right. 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 Why wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. <laughs> so you get your brain wrapped around that. You can have, and, I, and this isn't a, like uh, uh, one of those prosperity uh, gospels or whatever, you know, it's like, it, I'm not trying to do that. But if, if you are doing this for God's purposes and you're giving him all the glory, why wouldn't you be as successful as he wants you to be? Oh my gosh. So, and then what can you do? How can you affect the community and the kingdom around you with that? So, there's I'm glad you brought that you up, though, Brad. It's because money, money is one of those subjects, right? And the, the thing is, being a good steward of your business automatically means you have to be a good steward of everything that that business uh, entails, which is people uh, and, and of course, money. And, and I tell people all the time, if you want to put yourself in the right mindset, because we're going to talk a ton about mindset, right, through every podcast probably, because mm-hmm. it has to do with your relationship with God and it has to do with your heart and your mind. Uh, but when it comes to trying to discover what does God care most about, you know, what are his priorities versus your priorities? Uh, it's 
money is important because he knows that we need it in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the people that do have a, a substantial amount of money, or if your business makes a substantial amount of money and you give all the control of what that money uh, is going to go accomplish, to give that to God, let him dictate that instead of you dictating that, uh, that's where real impact can happen. And that's where he'll give you even more and more and more. But that's not what God cares most about. So I say it this way is that God sent his son to die on a cross to save mm -hmm. your house. No, that's it. He didn't, or shiny things or, or, or a car. That's not why Jesus came to die. Jesus came to die for people. So if you ever get a little bit twisted, oh, if I had to put in order of priority, what is the thing that God cares most about? It's people. Mm -hmm. that, that's what he wants most. So if he can gather to himself and make a kingdom impact and, uh, and draw more people to him through you because you're a good steward and he can trust you with more so that he can have that sort of an impact, then the more that's probably it's going to come to you. Uh, th that last, that evil servant that took the one and buried it, what happened to that talent? Well, he, one, he cursed that guy and got him out. I think he threw him in prison, right? <laughs> and then he took that talent and gave it to the one that he gave the most talents to. So he will transfer this stuff to somebody who's going to do something with it because God's going to accomplish his purpose. God's going to do it. He wants to do it through you. So I wanted this to be an encouragement for people to say, get off your can, uh, stop letting FUD get in the way, take that business idea and go start it, do it, trust God. He's got you. I know it's scary. Do it anyway. Trust him. You can do it. So, so when the master, uh, what did he lose? What did he lose when the servant buried it in the ground? He didn't lose money, but what he, what, what he lost really, I think is a connection with a person that he had hopes for. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. He, that's mm -hmm. the only thing he really lost. He had three and then he was left with two. There yeah. was one that just would yeah. not trust him. Yeah. It's, and I, was, I know where you're going with that, but, but yeah, he didn't really lose anything because he got to keep the money and stuff. But I think the thing he cared most about was he sees the potential in you oh, and he that's wants to draw that, draw that out of you. That's much yeah. better than my answer. I was just going <laughs> to go with the time. He lost time. You know, he didn't lose some yeah. money, but yeah. that if they influenced what additional influence could that servant have had mm. uh, with and the people that he was going to meet. And it all comes back to the currency that God cares about people. Right. Yeah. Yep. So there was that in that amount of time, you know, so when do we start doing this? Well, let's mm. do it next month, you know, or yeah. let's start this business when everything is lined up you're losing time now to be the steward. God has that currency. You can be meeting people and affecting people now today. Yeah. Uh, don't lose that opportunity. So, yeah, I, I love that it, because time is the most valuable thing. And it's because we all have the same amount of time in a day. So no matter how rich you are, how poor you are, you still have the same amount of minutes in one 24 hour period. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's the great equalizer and that also we do not know how much time we have left. 
again, has nothing to do with your skin color, your, your you know, your race, where you live in this world, uh, if you're male or female. I mean, there's a lot of things, you, but no one knows the day that you're going to pass away except for God. And so the most healthy people in the world sometimes die younger. And then some people who have treated their bodies like, uh, you know, garbage for, uh, they live to be a hundred. Who knows? And that's, that's the unpredictability of it. So why wait? What are we waiting on to follow God's purpose? Why not just roll with it? You know, I, I never had had the thought until those words just came out of your mouth right there. But if that, <laughs> if that servant had died, who would have known where that talent was buried? You know, mm. it was just buried in the ground, lost forever. You know, exactly. it just lost. Yep. Oh, man, I never had thought about that before. I, man, I, I tell you this, too, and then that's good. It's because God's going to pour in specific um, talent into each individual with a specific purpose. I, I believe God is so creative. It's, it's like snowflakes, right? And that you might be similar to someone else, but you're not exactly like somebody else. And that he wants to accomplish very important, very specific things through an individual. And if you're saved, we're not talking about salvation because kingdom message, salvation message are, are united, but they're separate, Sep- meaning that you can be saved. So that means I, I, I trust Jesus as my savior. I've been baptized. He is, I get it. I'm going to heaven. And, and I believe that with you, period, you're going. And then separate from that, if you're gonna live another 50 years, why not be a chief steward officer in a business or be kingdom minded so that that you're not just one day going to be saved and go to heaven salvation. You're also going to be able to live on this earth with God in control of your life. And I, I believe it's a much better way, you know, to live because now he's guiding you. Right. So those are two different things. So to, to say that you're not using what God gave you, uh, is somehow going to avoid you going to heaven one day mm, is, is yeah, not, is no. not true. Uh, you're, you're in <laughs> and I, I'm praising God with you and the angels celebrate with you that you're going to be there one day. Mm. My point is that if they, if you, if God gives you a unique purpose and that you choose to be fearful your whole life, not to walk it out, uh, you know, and you just won't launch this thing, you won't go do it, not even try it. Then you're like that, that, uh, thing, the guy in the parable, then you're going to get to heaven one day, I think. And he's going to show you the impact you could have made. You know, this is, I, I'm glad you're here. Now let me show you what I purposed you for, that you were too afraid to walk out in all of the people that you could have impacted, all of the mm-hmm. things that could have happened in your life had you just trusted me. Full disclosure, I really liked where you ended that up there. I was kind of lost at the beginning when you compared me to a snowflake. So I was you, uh, no, I kind yeah. of zoned on that just yeah. a little bit, but I, <laughs> I, I came back in. That's what I do, Brad. I'm going I'm to take you that way and then jerk you back this way, right? <laughs> you pulled it out. Uh, so so let's, let's just do this real quick. Uh, let's, let's wrap this thing up with some practical actions that, that we think that people that are hearing this and they're like, you know what? Sold out. Yes. Chief steward officer, either I'm running a business and have for a while and I just want to realign that thing or I just, I get it. I, I don't want to be a snowflake. I want to start this thing and roll uh, and I'm finally going to do it. So uh, here's a few things. I, first of all, you can hear this probably quite often that we want you to seek God, right? Mm. Go to him first. Stop listening to this, get on your knees, find that quiet time with him and specifically do this. Ask him to 
make sure that this business idea you have, or maybe the business you're running is really what he has for you. You might be surprised if he says, no, this is not the business that I, that is not me. I'm ne- I've never been in it. I want you to stop it. Hmm. But that's the point. Ask him first is the business that I have a want to start or I'm in. Is it, is it from you? Is it for me? Are you, is this what you want for me? Listen for an answer. Don't just rush out of there and then uh, be obedient. If he says yes, then you need to give him ownership. Yep. This is what I want for you. Great. God, you're the owner. I'll be the chief steward officer. That's the first practical step. I think you touched on some things there that are, are really scary, right? Yeah. Because, because we're here right now, but yes, we want to be a chief steward officer. We, we right. want to do this, but I think what you said was go back to square one. Right. And, Remember when we talked about each of us have different gifts and you may very well have the gift to be an entrepreneur, to run a hundred different businesses in your life and you started it up and and that you have the ability to run with that. But do you have the courage to take it back to God now and say, you know what, before I started this business, Mm. I never asked if you wanted me to start it. I just did it because I was good at it. And would you be willing to accept the answer if he said, no, that's not what I wanted you to do ever. Yeah. That's a terrifying bit. If you've got a lot invested from your, from your lifetime, sweat, blood, tears, whatever, we know what it takes to get a business off the ground. And God said, yeah, I'm glad you're finally asking. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, exactly. That's not what I wanted you to do. I wanted you to go. I think you've said make cupcakes. Oh, well, that's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted you to go make cupcakes. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. What are we going to do with that? Right. So it yeah. comes down to brass tacks. How, how courageous are you to put mm. all of your faith and trust in our almighty and sovereign, just God, right? Yeah. Do you have that type of faith to say, yep. here it That's is. It. That, that is a hundred percent it. I'll tell you, Brad, you're, you're so spot on. There are going to be people hearing this too. And they're going to be encouraged by what you just said, because, If they are bold enough to go to the almighty God to be specific and say, God, show me, tell me without a doubt if this is what I should be doing or not, and wait patiently for that answer, they're going to feel that in their spirit. They're going to know which way to go. And if he says, no, this is not, and I want you to do something else, that something else typically is going, just so everyone knows, typically is going to be something that you're not going to initially believe you could do probably it's going to feel bigger than you. It's going to be something that you've never done before. Maybe it's going to be something that you can't envision yourself doing, but you know, it was from God. Uh, That's by design (laughs) because I don't believe that God's going to call you to go do something that's super comfortable that you don't need him for. If you're going to take something on that you feel God has done for you and it's nothing, it's just out of the blue. It's probably God because he knows you cannot be successful in that new thing without him. That's how that works. <laughs> you even take an example of, of like your, your children or whatever, um, yeah. you know, clean, clean your room. Yeah. I could help you, <laughs> but you can do that yourself. Exactly. Why would I, why do you need to, to enlist my help for that? <laughs> There's no glory in that for you want let's, me to get my attention. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's do Let's, you know, Let's do right. something that I can get some glory, right? So yeah. um, not that God is as evil or uh, malicious <laughs> as I am, 
<laughs> but uh, the, uh, I, he is certainly not. <laughs> but you're right. He wants he wants to work with you. Yeah, you know, he wants to have a vital part in this. And why would he just tell you to do something that you could do without him? It doesn't make f- much sense. Yeah, some of my favorite stories are when people finally do that and they they come back and say, uh, "I took this bold first step because I really believe that's got what God wanted me to do," and then how God showed up for them. It's it's like, yes, he wants that relationship. He wants to work with you. He's waiting for you to take that first step. I would even say just turn in the direction <laughs> that he wants you to go because he knows now your heart is set. Uh, and then he just is such a gracious God. He'll show up with the next 50 steps. I mean, he, he will work with you. Uh, oh, my, my pastor said, I'm sure others have said too. You just He wants you to bring your, your natural so he can bring the super. And then the, together with him, oh, uh, you, you got the supernatural happening. And, and it's even a kind of a corollary, if you would think, to even think back to the day where you were saved. You know, we couldn't save ourselves. No. We couldn't do it. We couldn't redeem ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what did we have to do? We had to take that first step. And, and you know, Jesus is a gentleman. He's knocking at the door, but he's not breaking it down. He's not. Gonna, but when we took the step to open that door, he came flooding in, running down the aisle. Absolutely. Thank you for taking that step. Let me do the rest of the work. You know, it was just that little bit of faith. So uh, we always have to let him do the big lifting. And as we've said a lot of times is that we're responsible for the work. Yeah. He is responsible for the results. A hundred percent, man. So that's that whole, that's that whole practical first step. Please. If you want to be a CSO, understand it's not easy. This is not trying to convince you. This is not a quick, uh, that it's a quick rich uh, get rich quick scheme uh, or that it's not hard work. I'm talking about entrepreneurship in such a way that it's probably the hardest thing you're going to do. It's hard to wrap your mind around kingdom principles that do not wind up with worldly principles. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's kind of you know, like tithe. If you, if you're a faithful tither, no matter what uh, that is principle that God has laid out in his word. And that when money just shows up out of the blue or you you get this happening or God's taking care of that, and you can tie that back to like a tithing type of principle. uh, What I always tell people is I don't know how that works. I just know it works. (laughs) And it's like that with this CSO thing. I've heard people say, you know, missionaries really kind of get this where they go on a mission trip and they're there for a length of time and they just don't take anything. They just, some of them, you know, they just go and they just trust God to feed them. They trust God that they'll have a, you know, food on the table or a place to sleep. And the stories of missionaries huddled up in a place and just nothing to eat, but holding hands and saying, God, please bring us some food. We're hungry. And then they hear a knock at the door. So many, many Mm -hmm. stories like that. And they open and there's somebody there uh, with a bunch of foods. God (laughs) told me to bring this to you. (laughs) And so my thing in that story is it's great to be those missionaries, but do you want to be that missionary or do you want to be the one knocking on the door? Mm -hmm. You could be the one knocking on the door and you're that entrepreneur. You're that chief steward officer that you've been so blessed abundantly with the resources God has given you that you're seeking him and he's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, guess what? 
there's a family over there that I want you to go buy a thousand dollars worth of school supplies and, and groceries or whatever, and just give it to him. Just be because you're, you're so tied into what he wants that you're making this kingdom impact. And that's what God can do with a CSO, but it starts with this prayer. You know, am I doing this right now for you, Lord? Do you truly own this thing? Uh, and if not, then you need to shift and let go where he tells you to go. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, so here's point number two, show me, uh, just say this, you know, show me all the, all the ways that I've done things that I wanted to do without consulting you first. You hit on this earlier uh, and you need to make a list and write those things down. So if you start asking God, show me the Holy spirit will start like pointing things out and say, uh, let's say that you're in this business you've been running in a while. And there's like five things that uh, you just kind of do all the time. And you lay this out. He might show you that three of those were never his plan. Those two were, these three were you. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with that? Well, ask him. And if he says, shut that product line down or close that office or let go of these two people, or you should have hired this person when I asked, when I told you to just, just make sure you, you have a, a good list of what he's telling you to do so that you can be obedient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was the last I spelled into point number three, then make the plan and change it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we can do a, like a lot of, as we try to strive to give practical advice on these mm-hmm. things, look, you know what channel you're on. All this is going to be prayer every time. There's not going yeah. to be a magic bullet solution, right? But what, for something that you can bring into the real world right now, uh, outside yeah. of prayer, you have to write that plan down. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to document it in some capacity. If you do not, it's... It, it, you can play games with yourself and not hold yourself accountable. And, and there, there's, yeah. there's magic that happens when you write it down. So if he tells you like, look, this part, you, you need to either add this point part to your business, or you need to subtract that part. Mm-hmm. The, when you write that down, then you can come back and you say, okay, what are three strategies that I can implement to either add or subtract, whatever that is right there. I need three stri- concrete strategies to do that thing. Yep. And then underneath each of those strategies, you need to write two or three first steps. Yep. These are the first steps to getting that done. Uh, because now you're making a plan. That's this yep. is how we make a plan. We just don't, everybody's, we talk about smart goals till we're blue in the face. And, yeah. um, but without a plan, and a stra- that's why they always fail because nobody, no, I won't say nobody, don't say nobody or anybody. <laughs> uh, the, um, the, uh, we have to make a plan. That's why a lot of things fail because we, we make yeah. the goal and don't have an action item behind it. So put together your strategies and put and, and clearly define first steps with dates. I'm going to do this first step by, by this that. date and yep. see if God won't anoint that. Yeah, See if take God it to him, dedicate it to him. Dedicate that plan to him when you when you finish it. God, right. here it is. I'm gonna go roll with this now and go take yeah. action, right? Yeah. So uh what is uh I think Dave Ramsey, I'm gonna steal a Dave Ramsey thing. He had an equation. It was uh focused intensity over time equals Produces momentum. Results or yeah. Yeah, yeah or okay. momentum. Uh and, awesome. yeah. and and see how much momentum you can get when you take that first step. Yeah. And that's a little different for me though, Brad. I don't know if it was for you is that, uh, you know, you can pray during the day as you should, you should, I'm praising God or I'm in the car. I mean, you can pray anywhere. So that was maybe a shift for some people that 
you, you don't have to always, you know, be locked in, you know, your prayer room or whatever. You can pray everywhere. But mm -hmm. the thing that was different for me was taking a pen and paper into prayer with me. Mm -hmm. That because I just wanted to shout my request to God and then mm -hmm. leave. Hey, God, mm -hmm. da, 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 my day, da, 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 this is happening. I, boy, I'd wish you'd show up in all these ways. Amen. And I'm out. <laughs> and God, I think sometimes I was like, I had so much to reply. <laughs> I had so many things to tell you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what? Did you say something? Oh, oh, okay. And then if we listen, you're right, is that you're not going to remember all that stuff, no matter what we think. So going in with a couple of things, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray all this out. And then I'm going to take some time to listen. Just be quiet. Just listen and wait. And I, I say, God, God moves my pen. I, I've filled out legal sheets sometimes of just I, like I don't even know where it's coming from. People probably had that experience like, oh, my gosh, it's just a download from God. And then going back and looking at that. And then after that is your part is then we have to be obedient. Pray, listen, obedience. And then obedience comes from now that I wrote it down, I'm going to break it into a plan. I'm going to get this done by this date, this done by this date. Now you're taking action. Because then if you go back and you think, man, my life's not getting, my business isn't getting stronger here in this area. Just look back at your plan and go, oh, maybe it's because I never did anything I wrote down. Mm -hmm. All those dates were a month ago. Never, never, never checked one of them off. Like, yeah, I believe God will let you sit and spin in that until you're willing to do what he said. And when you're willing, then he'll take you to the next step. It's all the, you know, his people. He drew them out of Egypt and they spun around for 40 years before they mm -hmm. crossed the Jordan. Yeah. And it was just like, I need you to get this. <laughs> you know, you're not ready. Um, so anyway, take that stuff, pray about it, listen to God, write it down. Like Brad said, make your points, be obedient, walk it out, create that momentum and watch God blow it up. He always yeah. does. Yeah. So what did you, there was an acronym, was it uh, PLO? Was that the, uh, was yeah, that the acronym? Yeah, Listen Obedience, man. Right, PLO. Listen Obedience. I like, somebody should do something with that. You should make somebody go will. out of it. Somebody will, right. somebody will do something. Maybe we'll have a, a graphic and uh, well, some links in here for some resources yeah. for people in the podcast that they can just yeah. read the description maybe and go out to our site and download some stuff. So well, well, we'll I add some things. I'm just going to be honest with you. I feel really good about this one. I think this yeah. is good stuff. Uh, but, you know, the, if you're listening to this, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, you may think 100% opposite of me. <laughs> so um, so I would encourage people, if, you, if you've if you made it here, if you have any suggestions or whatever, you'll make this even better. Yeah, uh, don't don't tell that. me because I don't take criticism well. But tell them <laughs> They don't know you well enough to know that you're talking. No, at least anonymize your email so that yeah, I don't. something. Uh, I mean, you know, just, mom, just be, be nice about it. <laughs> I know your email, mom. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, we want to make be, this, yeah. you know, one thing we, I mean, there's, there's no shortage of information out there to tell you mm -hmm. what the Bible says and not, but, uh, but it gets, comes a little more scarce when it, when you try to bring it into the realm of practicality. Now, what do I do with that? Yeah. And that's where we want to try to differentiate this. How do we take some of these CSO lessons and put practical steps behind them? So yeah. uh, that's what we're trying to get. Uh, and uh, so just help us out. Guide us. Yeah, it'd be good. All right. Well, I want you to close out a really short prayer. Let's bless the people that are, uh, that are listening and send them on their way. 
Go for it. Well, uh, Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this discussion. We thank you for our brother, Mike. Dear Lord, we thank you for everyone that's joined us today and is listening to this. And we pray, Heavenly Father, through all of this, if nobody else gets anything out of this, Heavenly Father, let it be that you would get a praise from it, dear Uh, Lord. Let let them know that we're praising you, lifting up your name, uh, dear Lord, giving you the worship that you deserve, dear Lord, for saving our souls. We pray that, dear Lord, you guide us, help us to commit our businesses and our workplaces to you, understanding, dear Lord, what you would guide us to do in all things. Help us to pray, to listen, and to be obedient to your word, Heavenly Father. So anoint these words, uh, dear Lord, and let us turn these uh, these thoughts into actions, Heavenly Father, in your precious, holy, and loving name. We ask these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. See you later. <laughs>